When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. Speaking of silverware, Atlanta could double their MLS Cup silverware in the next few weeks. They could, but also... A lot of other teams could win it as well. It's the playoffs. Orlando could also double theirs. From zero to zero. Yep. This is the MLS UK Show. Welcome along to the MLS UK Show Season 2, Episode 22. My name's Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Here's what we have for you on the podcast today. All the reaction to Decision Day and the upcoming playoff action this weekend yes we've got a crisis right but this time i'm the presenter henry's in charge this time uh, also the game with the changing name as always i've got such a good one for you today and it's the mls awards we'll be running through the movers and shakers of an excellent season of mls let's do it though season two episode 22 starts now let's go elliot holman henry hewitt MLS UK show. So, business end of the season. It is on. We are there. It's been a long old season. But what a season. Like, all the drama, everything that's happened, all the stories, all the goals, and there's still more to go with the playoffs. I can't wait for this weekend for him to start off. Yeah, all kicking off this weekend, of course. Uh, Before we get into that, and before we get uh, too serious about anything... Let's kick off as we always do with the game with the changing name. This is, of course, where we give you the career path of a player that has played both here in the UK and over in uh, MLS as well. And I've got such a good one today. I can't tell you who it's come from just yet because it will give it away. However, I will share at the end uh, who is responsible for this very, very strong suggestion okay. for today's game with the changing name. Uh, so this player... I mean, first of all, they were born in Mozambique. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, let's let's go in my in my head now. Open the file. Mozambique soccer players. Uh, that's pretty empty. Yep. Uh, it's quite it's quite tough. Started his career in Portugal in 1990. Right. Okay. 
So clubs include PSV, okay, Liverpool, and Borough. Middlesbrough. Yep. Okay. And he moved to MLS in 2007. Any early thoughts? Forget the Mozambique thing because I know it's, it's difficult. I'd be forgiven. You'd be forgiven for suggesting someone that could potentially have been born in Mozambique. So, so he started in Portugal, 1990. Yeah, he's played for PSV, Liverpool, one other Premier League club, and Middlesbrough, and moved to MLS in 2007. What position does he play? Fullback. Hmm. I'm struggling at the moment. I'm struggling. You'll have to give me some more clues later on. If you think you know, tweet us at MLS UK Show. Send us a screenshot of where you're up to in the podcast and your answer. But yeah, we'll reveal all at the end. But I think at the end, you're going to have to give me more clues on that one. I'll give you a further clue. He's more famous for uh, having a, an unnatural hair colour and beard colour. Ah, okay, okay. You've, I think you've given it me there. I, f- I know the, I know who it is. I didn't, I didn't know he played in MLS actually. Do you want to have a guess at the other Premier League team? Everton. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> so there we go. I've got it. I've got to try and remember this guy's first name, but I've got, I've got his surname. <laughs> uh, we'll, well, no. Yeah, we'll reveal all at the end. Uh, right. So it was a, an eventful decision day. We were a bit worried at uh, one point that. It was going to be a bit boring, a bit drab, but then San Jose equalised against Portland. And uh, to be fair, we can look at it as, oh, there were only two playoff places to Mm. be chosen, but they were top four places. And the way the playoffs have now uh, ended up, then there's a few teams who might rue losing on the last game. And that's where we're going to start. LA Galaxy had their now annual uh, <laughs> meltdown. meltdown at the end of the season. Uh, lost to Houston after losing to uh, Vancouver the week before. They're now facing Minnesota away. I've got two questions to ask you about LA Galaxy. Okay. Because if you remember a few weeks ago, Zlatan said, why bother with the regular season? Yeah. I'll only turn up at the playoffs when it matters. Yeah. So A, do you think Zlatan's going to now turn up? And is he going to make the difference? And B, them playing away in Minnesota, which it's... The weather at this time of year is not LA weather, put it that way. Are they going to ruin not getting the wins of the last two games? Well, Zlatan says this. He's still been scoring. He was still scoring the other day. And I, I, I think it's just a very Zlatan thing to say. I don't, I don't believe that someone as competitive as Zlatan can just sort of waltz through the, the regular season and then just go, right, I'm going to try now. Because well, I think we've all seen enough acrobatics and ridiculously uh, insane goals from Zlatan this year that we know he definitely has been trying. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest with you, I worry for Galaxy against Minnesota because we'll get onto brackets in a bit. But this is one that I looked at and went, well, Minnesota could easily beat LA. LA Galaxy have lost 10 away this season. They've won 11 at home. Mm. This is this is, and I didn't even do that research when I did my bracket. But I instantly looked at that game and thought, well, there's no reason why Minnesota wouldn't win that. And I, and I think a team as big uh, with a a history as rich as LA Galaxy should should be doing better. Mm. If uh, if LA do go out, which I know we've been very negative, of course LA Galaxy can easily win that game. Mm. Zlatan has got a hat trick, and then we've got LAFC versus LA Galaxy in the next oh, phase. Yes, please. Um, if Zlatan, if they go out on at the weekend, is that it for Zlatan? Does he leave MLS? Does he retire, or would he stay for one more season? I mean, it's hard to count the guy out, isn't it? 
you would not want to be the one that goes on a podcast and says, well, that'll be Latam finished because you're going to be made to look really stupid. Um, I would imagine that he's certainly got that to think about. I think 100%. Um, he's going to want to go out on a high. He's going to want that MLS Cup. And I think Galaxy have not done themselves any favours in their final finishing position because I think they could have found themselves in a much stronger position with a much easier, more winnable game and a clearer path to the final. Yeah, well, they they took the lead against Houston, mm. uh, lost four two in the end, wasn't yeah. it? It's the fine margins at, at any time of the season, but especially decision day. But you can't say they weren't warned because we had this last year. Mm. They they just missed out last year. Was it by a point? Yeah. So losing to Houston on the last game. <laughs> it's just uh, yeah, it's just what they do. Um, so want to see them go well. I, I feel like with with Galaxy, um, as somebody who sort of used to. Cast an eye over to MLS years ago. Galaxy were obviously dominating a lot. Um, you look at LAFC just rocking up and taking over Atlanta, just just rocking up two years in, winning an MLS Cup. I think LA Galaxy need to put their stamp back on on this league a little bit. And and this is a massive opportunity. And as we just said, it's it's disappointing that their season ended like that. So elsewhere in the Western Conference, uh, in the playoffs, it's Seattle versus FC Dallas. Um, and then Real Salt Lake versus Portland Timbers. Yeah. Uh, FC Dallas and Portland were the two sides that got in on decision day, meaning San Jose and Colorado uh, were eliminated. Of course, Colorado is a yeah. long shot for them to go through less anyway. Than, less than 1% chance Colorado had. <laughs> um, we we did predict that. We predicted that it would be San Jose to, to fall out. But uh, Portland and FC Dallas, uh, are they contenders, would you say, to, to get to the latter stages? I think we just had this conversation before we started the podcast and I, I've seen so much uh, analysis going into these MLS games. People are doing their brackets and uh, even on the MLS website, if you look on there right now, you've got experts helping you out, just talking you through history and tactics and why this team could beat this team. It's MLS. We do predictions every single week. We all know that anyone can beat anyone. But... On face value, I think you have to say that Portland and Dallas are potentially the weaker sides in this Western Conference. I think Minnesota are dark horses. I think RSL never, ever get as much credit as they deserve. They're there once again. Dallas, for me, could surprise us, but I think they've done very well with what they've got. I think they've done well to get this far. Well, we said it was going to be a transition season for them. Um... And to still make the playoffs in that transition season... Very, very good. Yeah, very good. But also RSL, it did obviously change the manager halfway through yeah. the season. They've still managed to finish third, so they'll be happy with that. Um, we're going to do a, a, an MLS season review at some point after the MLS Cup final, but just a quick word on some of the teams that have, have been eliminated. Really? S- well, San Jose, Colorado, Houston, SKC and Vancouver Whitecaps. I think I know the answer to this, but who would be the most disappointed out of them? It's easy to say. I mean, San Jose going out, they just had to beat Portland. We, you know, we watched this game. We did a, um, a takeover on our Twitter called MLS You Say, uh, where we were tweeting our way through the, the San Jose-Portland game. And I don't think they can complain about the result. Mm. I think it showed that there is a, a little bit of a golfing class between, between Portland and San Jose currently. I think Portland were very much on top. But for me, I don't look at San Jose. I think... If I'm looking at San Jose and I'm saying, oh, they missed out, they missed out on the final day. 
I want to look at teams like Vancouver and SKC who were just never even in contention. It's been a dreadful season. Yeah, well, that's uh, when I said I think I know the answer. I thought he was going to go with SKC. But yeah, I think you're right. And San Jose have done really well. Cause remember the start they had as well for them to yeah, yeah. go to the last game. But SKC, Vancouver, to be fair, we say FC Dallas was a transition season. Same for Vancouver Whitecaps, you've got to say. So it's not, for me, it's not as much of a surprise for them finish bottom. SKC, you can look at the Champions League as it affected them. They mm. got the furthest, remember. But with the players they've got, 38 points and finishing 11th, 10 points off the playoffs. That's a poor showing. They've got to do much better next season. It's not. It's not good enough. Um, we'll get into hirings and firings very soon. But Orlando didn't make the playoffs. They pulled the trigger straight away, and I, I think there's a lot of teams, especially maybe in the West, when we're looking at the Vancouver's and the SKCs that have got a lot to answer for. So, uh, speaking of Orlando, moving over to the East in the playoff places, uh, the seven teams we already knew who were in the playoffs. That didn't go to decision day. What was uh, up for contention was the top four. Now, New York City had already won uh, the Eastern Conference. Atlanta, Philadelphia were already in the top uh, four. We just needed places. Atlanta won. Philadelphia uh, now finished third. It was Toronto, DC United, New York Red Bulls. Mm. And Toronto... Against all odds. Against all odds, have got into fourth place. I need to say as well... They will be taking the MLS UK show, (laughs) unofficial championship, into the playoffs. Thank goodness for that. They beat Columbus Crew 1-0. What's your thoughts on that? Because Toronto FC, we've been looking at DC United, understandably, with the UK connection and how this season is much better than previous seasons. And yet, they now are going into the playoffs on the back of a 0-0 draw against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Are Toronto a team to watch now? I think they are. I think Toronto finishing where they did is not a surprise. I think the the fact that it was so unlikely that they'd finished there a couple of weeks ago was the surprise. If you look at the Toronto roster, they've got depth everywhere. They've got some real talent. And I'm I'm even talking um yeah, I'm talking about on the wings. Sometimes they don't even they don't even use them. They've got wing players that they can't fit into the squad. You know, they've got so much in the middle of the park. Guys like Liam Fraser struggling to get a game. I, there's there's so much in that roster. And they improved it over the year as well, adding Gonzalez at the back. I I really I really think it's not a surprise where they finished. I just think it's maybe a surprise that it took them so long to get there. Red Bulls were the other team who could have finished fourth. They ended up having a, well, a horrendous last game. They, they lost at Montreal Impact. Mm. Considering that last season they got the record points total, uh, we're talking, what, 71 points? Was yeah. it 70 points? They've ended up this year, they're in the playoffs, but on 48 points. What's changed? What? Why Why have they slipped so much? And now going into the playoffs, I, I don't see many people picking Red Bulls to do anything, really. No, I, I think the key thing, you can, look at, uh, you can look at Brian White, you can look at Tom Barlow, who joined us on the show a few weeks back. Yes, they came in. Yes, they did a really good job. And I mean a really good job. The, you know, Tom Barlow was, was at Red Bulls too. He wasn't even in the fold uh, just a few months ago. Done a really good job. But BWP was out for so long. And then when he returned, he was fit again. He was fit to play. He didn't, get, didn't just get a couple of minutes. He was kept on the bench. 
He didn't sort of start a game and then come off. He was just frozen out because White and Barlow were, were playing. And I just think you, if you've got BWP, you just you you miss him. You need somebody like that who you've relied on last year. You need him available and you need him fit. And I don't think he's the same player now. It's easy to pin it all on the star striker, and I know it's not very it's not very deep analysis, but I I believe that this made such an impact to their season. We don't know, obviously, the ins and outs of BWP. We know he was injured, but we don't mm. know why he's yeah. not played as much since he's been back. But for me, he seems like a player that that needs that run of form. Like he's obviously getting older now, and I think it's difficult in any league, let alone MLS, to just come in play 20 minutes and get a goal it's quite difficult you've got to get yourself into the game the pace of a game is quite you know mm. it's a very pacey league it's up and down um so maybe bwp at his age it doesn't really suit him coming off the bench and having 20 minutes here and there but obviously the manager has decided that he doesn't want to give him 70 minutes he wants to give him 20 minutes we don't know how the injury is affecting him maybe he needs that little bit extra time mm. to get up to speed well, at his age, maybe he does, and th- that's understandable. But I think maybe it's what he contributes off the field as well as as on it for the, for them. Maybe you know a very very talismanic talismanic. Is that the word? Talismanic. Talis- talismanic. Yeah, I think it is. talismanic. Going to say it with more confidence. Talismanic mm-hmm. player um, that that brings so much to the side. I think the only argument that you can have against Chris Armas, the coach, is that. Look at that squad again. Like Similar to Toronto, you've got the likes of Long at centre-back who's being linked with moves away. They've got Tim Parker. They've got Amro Tarek. There's three centre-backs. Now, unless you play three at the back, one of them has to miss out or Tarek goes to left-back, but then you've got Kamal Lawrence. They've got so much so much talent in the, in the roster. When you're looking at wingers, so, you know, even Josh Sims has joined on loan from Southampton. Uh, there's, there's so much talent everywhere. I just think no matter how good Barlow does or how good White does, there's not that big, big pin-up central focus, somebody that's really going to lead that line up top if BWP's absent. And I just think that's the only place they could have improved. So a word on New England Revolution. They go into Atlanta in the playoffs. They lost 3-1 out Atlanta on the last game of the season. Uh, Revolution's got the toughest game, I would say, in the playoffs. Is that right? 100%. I think this is the only... This is there's two ways to look at this, right? I look at that game and I think that Atlanta v New England Revolution is the easiest game to call. But I can also tell you why I'm wrong. It's stupid because New England Revolution were look look at the mess they were in just a few months back. Mm. You know, since Arena's come in, I mean, give this guy coach of the year. Like, look what he's done. It's unbelievable. It's yeah. unbelievable. And so it seems stupid for me to say to you, "Oh, well, Atlanta are obviously going to win that." Because actually, New England Revolution have proved everybody wrong. They've managed to get to the playoffs. Um, they've played some very good stuff, actually, as well, on their way. They've not just been ugly wins. They've done very, very well. And so th- there's definitely an argument that I'm 100% wrong in saying that Atlanta are going to wipe the floor with them because actually they've proved us wrong for half this MLS season so far. Uh, right, we'll be going through our predictions uh, and our bracket challenge predictions uh, later on uh, just to round off decision day of course the last episode you heard uh, the our predictions Elliot going up against my girlfriend Poppy who does the kit reviews yeah she uh, you you did beat her so it's now 9-4 I think to you over the season I do have to say though mm. what was the one result that you said that would never happen 
can't remember. I've got them all here. Go on, which one? And I'll play Flavor DC United FC Cincinnati one. Oh, okay. Here we go. Our game. Second is DC United versus FC Cincinnati. <laughs> oh my God. It's going to get worse. Um, okay. I'm going to say it's going to be a two all. Um, yeah. Two draw. A two draw. A two draw. Yeah. And it happened. A two draw. And it was nil nil. So she got five <laughs> points for getting the correct outcome. And you were like, never happened. Cincinnati aren't going to. And they even went down to nine men as well. I'm so. just disappointed that it wasn't a two, two draw. <laughs> it was a nil draw. <laughs> There's a no draw. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Sports Social Podcast Network.